This is a great day. It's a great day because we are living in and enveloped by the mission of God, not just a mission that perhaps exists overseas, not just a mission that exists down the road by which some will be engaging with their bodies, their minds, their souls, and their pocketbooks. Not only is it somewhere next door, it's right here. The mission of God exists everywhere we are, and it's a reminder to us today that we don't simply send others and say, you go to work. We are living out the mission of God every day. We can do more together, and importantly, we together. That God has given to our hands that mission of Christ to be the sent ones. As Jesus said in John to his disciples, as the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. That we are living that, we are seeing the need that we can do more together as we see what the rubble of the world is, the rubble that exists when people are without Christ and without hope. And they don't only exist in the Bender's Landing, I-45, Grand Parkway, up and down. They don't exist only in Conroe. They don't only, not only exist over near Trinity, where people even steal trailers. So sorry. Uh, we all got received a Heart for Texas trailer, and ours is still sitting in the parking lot. Trinity's is sitting we don't know where. And people can say, even the church? Yes, the rubble of the world means thieving even from the church, helping those getting back in the flood. The rubble exists, but the mission of God exists in a greater way because we can do more together. If you have your Bibles handy, and if you, uh, or if you want to look here right in your bulletin, we have our words for today from Nehemiah. And what is here ex expresses to us what was going on. And I hope you've enjoyed and seen through chapter 1 as we expressed and experienced that whether it was far off in Nehemiah's case or right where he was, that his heart was broken and he prayed. We saw that prayer put into action, meaningful action in chapter 2 as he lived out that life and prepared himself and ready to go. We see it as he examined the walls and in seeing the walls, there saw what God was doing and looked for God's help and God's answers. And today we can see that all, all that action is coming together in God's people. It's the whole chapter, and you're thankful I didn't write the whole thing in here, because most of it is simply this, listing the people and the groups, but you get a great idea of what was happening just from these verses. Then Eliashib, the high priest, rose up with his brothers, the priests, and they built the sheep gate. They consecrated it and set its doors. They consecrated it as far as the Tower of the Hundred and the Tower of Hanai. And next to him, the men of Jericho built. And next to them, Zakur, the son of Imri, built. The sons of Hanessa built the fish gate, and they laid its beams and set its doors, its bolts and its bars. And next to them, Merimoth, the son of Uriah, son of Hakar, repaired. And next to them, Meshulam, the son of Berechiah, son of Mezusheba, repaired. And next to them, Zadok, the son of Bana, repaired. And next to them, the Tekoites repaired. But their nobles would not stoop to serve their Lord. Okay, lots of names. James is glad we didn't put that as our reading for today. And it seems like a lot of names. Meaningless places. Why so much detail? But don't get caught up in the individual pieces of lumber, the individual trees. Look at the whole forest. Look at what they're letting us know. See what God is really doing here in terms of sharing names that would have meant a lot to them but may mean nothing to us. 
it fits well with these words. We can do more together. On a Sunday morning when you show up, you can say, I, I know we can do more together because there are those who are standing in the parking lot greeting those who come in the door. There are those inside saying good morning, having a bulletin in hand, those who prepare with music, those who prepare with bulletins, those who prepare with PowerPoint, those who prepare when pastors forget that there is a movie and a video, those who are ready to move in action, those who go next door and they're there to greet the children and the families, those who are ready for the drama that will take place, those who will spend time with the children, those who will pray, those who will sing together. No one person has the gifts and abilities, but together. When you start a mission plan, it's pretty eerie because Mark and Laura, there's three of you. Three. Now God has already built into this those who will be at the gates building the fish gate and the sheep gate. Those today as we started and prayed for you who have consecrated what God is already doing. Those who are standing behind you in prayer daily and those because of our gifts together are supporting this mission and saying it's God's amen to be the sent people of God together. And my name and your name is not insignificant, but if we listed them all these places, others would say, let's just read through this quickly. Who cares? But God does. And God is using the numerous names. There will be those who step beside you to help in homes, those who will gather around coffee, those who will invite friends, those who will say, I know someone. There'll be those by the time you launch this church, I don't know, eight months, year, six months, two years. I don't know when that happens. But God has in mind the right people. And what stands out here is do notice this list of names, all the different people mentioned. I was impressed just because you know how hard it is to get a preacher to work. High priests are the first one listed. Maybe they were shocked too that the priest actually stepped up to do something. But they worked together to put that gate together. And not only that, they took on their role seriously to say this is the work of God, which is what we were doing today. This is the work of God. This is not simply building a wall. This is building the people of God. This is a mission of God. It shows here that not only that, there were those who were there, and the first ones listed were people from outside. I want to let you know that as we are supporting the Pulliams, what we've already seen coming in from other churches, other individuals, someone may be named Grandma Pulliam even, but people who are giving to the effort so that this will take place, that there are those outside the realm of resurrection who believe that God is moving in mission. The men of Jericho had no reason to go back to Jerusalem, but they answered the call because they believed that God was at work. And then they begin to list all these men who were sons of somebody and who knows who. But you know, I don't even care about the detail. And there's a lot of stuff we could dig into. The important thing is they were there together. Mark and Laura, you're going to find days where you're overwhelmed with the support and then you're going to be days where you're going to say, where are they? Our job is to answer that call. Where are they? praying for, supporting, encouraging. And that call is there not just for them, but it's there as we're about the mission here. How do we reach when we go out next weekend for Harvey? How do we together as we become mentors at LEM and we adopt them as a school and then be the gospel presence there? The detail is here because God's answer to that is 
God's detail is that he is a God of organization. Therefore, when he sees rubble, he sees not only the rubble, he sees those who will come alongside and build up where there was nothing before, that the gospel has the power to change and form lives. When we see the rubble of the world and say, how can there be? God sees a Savior. God sees his Son. And God is already filling in the, the breaks in the walls with the forgiveness of sins. What are we doing as a mission? It has to be a common vision of that that brings people together. Had to be for them. Why would you get up, leave your home, leave what you were doing to build a wall unless you believed that there was something greater afoot? We've all heard this story of three masons who were working on big chunks of granite and someone walks by and he sees someone sweating and tired and just disgusted and he said, what are you doing? Well, I'm chipping out this thing to make a large piece to fit over there. I can't wait to go home. Next one they reach is a guy, he says, what are you doing? He says, I'm molding this very specially so it will fit in that wall, but I can't wait to go home. The third guy they reach out to is a man who says, as he looks forward to not only the wall, but to the sky, he says, I'm building a cathedral to the glory of God. When we come together, whether it's helping children to grow in their faith, whether it's in our families, taking time with our children to share Jesus, whether it's starting a mission here and in other places to come, we are seeing the cathedral, the glory of God, the joy of God, and the mission of God, that he is working so much greater than what is right in front of us. And you know what happens? A lot gets done if you don't care who gets the credit. You know it's never called Nehemiah's Wall. It's never called Nehemiah's Wall. No one, he didn't come in and say, let's build a wall for Nehemiah. He said, let's build a wall for God. When I go uh, to Belize, there's been this experience many times, and you all, either directly or indirectly through your prayers and gifts, have affected so many ministries. And there's been so many times when I've walked up to people, and I can't understand, most of the time they're like so happy to see me, glad to be able to greet resurrection. But I remember one particular time being in a little village outside of uh, Belize City, and both the husband and the wife, a great leader, a great man of God, a great woman of God, they understood the mission of God. They were about impacting that community with the gospel of Jesus Christ, but also feeding the, 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 the stomachs of those hungry. And as we walked up, I could tell they weren't happy to see me. And wasn't sure what until they got me closer and they wanted to show me their wall outside the door. To explain more about that door, they were doors that we had worked with the Concordia Kirkwood, where Billy Newell used to be, where their mission team had gone and sealed up the building, used the funds that we could provide at that time to make a safe place for storing food, that they could have freezers that were available to put frozen meat, where there were shelves put up by the members of Concordia and the help of resurrection. And with all that work done outside that door, it said, XX blank church. Wasn't our name, wasn't Concordia's. You know what they were worried about? They were worried because we had put all this energy, time, and work in because some other church had walked by, painted a few walls, and then had a painting with their name that we would be disappointed or hurt. 
And of course I said, paint over that. <laughs> I said to Floyd, I said, Floyd, it doesn't matter who gets the credit. If they could go home and tell a story to their church means they come back and do something more, that's fine. Another Lutheran church, another church down the road has asked me several times, would you like us to rename ourselves as Lutherans? We're not here because you're Lutheran. We're here because the gospel of Jesus Christ is important and we love you. Does it matter who gets the credit when it comes to raising people in the faith, when it comes to children? Does it matter who gets the credit when it comes to going and rebuilding a house from Harvey? Does it matter who gets the credit when it comes to launching a church? Is this resurrection's plant? Is this God's sending? Is it because of who we are? or who God is. Nehemiah teaches is that a lot gets done if you don't mind who gets the credit because it's all about that. But it's certainly about this, sharing the load with people is imperative. It was very clear, the organization was very clear to say, you're here, you're here. It didn't say they were fighting over who got the easiest spot, although I will point out the preachers didn't have to reset certain things or put in bolts or certain word. They just put the gates back up they understood the ability of those guys. It was more like me than Pastor Ted or Pastor Rick or Pastor Jeff. Don't know about Pastor Mark yet. They found the right people to do the right job, and our understanding of that is if it doesn't matter about credit, we fit people where they belong, and wherever they belong means that we together are there. God loves to share the ministry. The whole New Testament is about that. God sent his son into the world, but his life and time was to establish those who would now take out the word of God. This afternoon, the Texans take on the New England Patriots, right? By the way, sorry, Aggies. Congratulations, Houston Cougars. Texas, I'm not sure what to say about but this afternoon, we know that in uh, NRG, or up in, uh, excuse me, Boston, there are going to be 22 people playing on the field with 80,000 people watching 22 exhausted people and all 80,000 needing exercise in an extreme way. It doesn't seem right that 80,000 can simply watch 22 wear themselves out, but that's what we call football. It's a spectator sport. Ministry is not a spectator sport. It's not standing there and high-fiving and saying, good job. It's engaging and getting involved where God has placed us. And what I love the most is when I get phone calls from people who are struggling because they're trying to share the gospel with their neighbor, and they say this, I didn't know what to say. Good, because God had you there as yourself and who you are. It wasn't me. I don't like it now that he's circuit visitor, he gets to hear this. When I go to other churches and they say to him, all we need is a pastor who will come in here and grow this church. Baloney. God has put the people there to grow the church and the pastor to help lead and develop and grow. The pastor will never lead the church any other way but helping the people be what God has called them to be. We've called them not to grow the church, but to be in their family, those who draw and bring up leaders to grow the church so that we reach those who are far from Jesus Christ, 
those kinds of roles and that kind of organization assist those. And if we don't get distracted by those who don't, don't get on board, and we'll end here. It does say at the end, and it's interesting that it says this. Last verse of the here. And next to them the Tekoites repaired, but their nobles would not stoop to serve the Lord. Now be truthful. What are those things you wouldn't stoop to do? Would you stoop to pick up a man who'd fallen down? Especially if he was dirty and smelly and looking homeless. Would you stoop to pick up an aged one in a nursing home who just needs the help to get up when they really smell? And there's people elsewhere you could call who've been paid to do it. Would you stoop to help a child learn of Jesus Christ? Would you stoop to talk to the neighbor who's a little odd? Would you stoop to give to the work of the Lord when we ourselves think we have so many needs? Would we stoop to be like Jesus who saw this world in this universe People who were hateful and spiteful could not care less and would stoop to become man and stoop to walk this world and stoop to take on their pains, their hurts, their sins. Would you stoop like Jesus to go where nobody else would go when they make fun of you and say, he's with sinners, he's with tax collectors, he's with people of ill repute, he's not with the right people. Would you stoop? To go where Jesus goes? Would you go into houses that have been moldy and wet? Would you go into places that are not clean? Would you go into a Sunday school classroom? Would you go with a bunch of high school students? Would you go and sing in choir? Would you go and stoop? It's interesting, the nobles. What's a noble? It's a person who's reached a certain point that says, I don't have to. I pray that we've lost our nobility as Christ gave up his and was willing to stoop for you and me because we were far from God. Don't get distracted by what others aren't doing. Let's step down to be where God is doing. Let's see the plan of God, the heart of God, the building of God. We can do more together. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we give thanks to you. We rejoice that uh, you give us the privilege, not stooping at all, but standing up together, standing with Mark and Laura and Flint, standing together with our Sunday school classes, standing together in worship, standing together in reaching out to our own community, standing up to invite those who live near us, standing up to talk to those that we don't know, standing up to be and live and share the gospel of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord, that we can live out because you have bought our lives in Jesus Christ. It's in his name we pray. Amen.